Blog Talk Radio. Black free thinkers, where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. Free thought, we don't walk by space in a lost mind state, cause it's not quite safe. We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church, so don't be spooked, we're not here to convert. The only truth that's not pulled from a text, show me proof that's not good after death. This is the challenge to think for yourself, break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310982 4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 to get through The next tree branch is Rainer and it's best you listen to Reason, science, and skepticism It's loaded with straight facts, inspiring and dope She can make Bill Nye retire with lab coat Humans are hilarious and every other Friday I'd like to hear commentary on culture people So I hit up Super Mario and bring in Emmeline To discuss why we're capable of ultra evil It's normal for my brain to have a two-way street But if there's collisions, well then you got to just mention it And don't be afraid of where the truth may lead Ignoring your position of cognitive dissonance When Father Teresa preaches, it's hard to stop So Kim paired me up with Alfred in the barbershop I have a sin family and all these places now As the free thought tree pollinates around This is the challenge to think for yourself Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt 310-982-4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 to get through Where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night we don't walk by faith in a lost mind state cause it's not quite safe. Yo, yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy MC Brooks. Uh taking over the Black Freethinkers Radio channel for the first time. What's going on everybody? Um a lot, of guys, a lot of you folks probably hear me for the first time. Um, I've been I've been on BFT Radio a couple times. I've been featured uh, on with Kim, who's on the line, by the way. Um, I've been featured with Kim. I've been featured on the RSS feed with good friend Raina, who is also on the line. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give you a hot mic in a second. Um, and tonight we're tonight we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna discuss some. Uh, random topics, you know, kind of have some fun with it, wherever the conversation leads is kind of how tonight's going to go. Um, Raina, you are on. What's going on? What's up, you old fish asshole? <laughs> <laughs> people are probably mad confused. People are probably mad confused. Just because uh, I, I had some I had some jokes for Raina before uh, before we got on the air. Okay. Anyway. How are you doing? <laughs> Otherwise. I'm good. I'm good. I just got home. So. 
That's all right. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So welcome, darling. Most definitely. Thank most you. Definitely. It's good to be here. I'll be I'll be back in a second. I'm sorry. I got to mute myself. Hold on. <laughs> all right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. A way to make it's it roll call. We want people to call in and shout out and represent. And you know, welcome Brooks to the family. You know, your show is going to be every other Wednesday. Next Wednesday, tell us about what's happening with the break B. You and Alex Kane next Wednesday. All right, all right. Let me let me uh, let me uh, set it up real quick. So, like I said, in case you guys don't know, name is MC Brooks. Uh, new to the BFT family, or new as in a, I guess in a fit in an official role to the BFT uh, radio family. And um, every other Wednesday, I'll be hosting um, a new show called The Breakbeat with my man William. Some of you guys may know him as Ali Kane on Facebook, um, where we're going to discuss a whole lot of things. We're going to discuss current events. We're going to discuss topics relating to not only hip-hop, which is obviously where the title of the show came from, um, but we're going we're gonna to discuss um, atheism, race issues, feminist issues, and basically um, bring up conversations uh, or ha- have conversations in order to entertain and educate people and hopefully give you a new way of going about uh, thinking of uh, certain things and also kind of bringing certain issues to the forefront and saying things that need to be said. So I'm definitely excited about it. Um, next week, our, our, our first show is next Wednesday, 8 p.m., right here, where you guys are listening in. Um, we're going to be discussing uh, what's an introduction to male privilege and the concept of the male gaze, featuring uh, a, a very good friend of mine, an author from Feministing.com, uh, Cecily Bowen. And that'll be next week, 8 p.m., right here. Definitely looking Excellent. forward to it. Excellent. I cannot wait to hear that. Most definitely. Uh, hopefully, you know, hope we we got a couple callers um, right here on the line. I guess I can. Uh, well, before I bring them in, let me let me get let me do my own. I guess special little shout out. You know, I'm from D.C. I'm representing D.C. So this this is me. I guess on here representing from D.C. You know, so that's that's my little roll call, uh, I guess, speech, if you will. <laughs> uh, what about you, Kim? Where are you from? I am from Chicago. Representing? I'm representing Chicago, but and I've lived all over the country. But Chicago is where it started. It looks like that's where it's going to stop. But, you know, representing Chicago, <laughs> black non-believers of Chicago, representing black free thinkers, and... Guys, you are in for some wonderful, um, you know, developments coming over, you know, the rest of the year and next year. You know, just keep your eyes open, especially the black atheist, black free thought community. you got a lot of different people out here doing a lot of different things. You know, keep up the good work, guys, and I'm just so looking forward to our future. It's looking very promising. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, our future is um is very bright. We've got a couple we've got a couple couple other dope shows um that'll definitely be coming up. I know um we have On Blast with Be the Star 
which is going to be starting, I think, the 27th, I believe. That's is correct. That, I think that's that's the, okay. And um, you have a you have a show that you're doing with uh, Emmeline, right, Kim? No, actually, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay Mario and Emmeline, and that okay. show will be on the 21st, and on the 28th we'll have um, Alfred and Carl. So Alfred and Carl oh. on the twenty eighth, on the twenty first, Mario and Emmeline, and those Fridays they're going to alternate. RSS feed every other Saturday, the break beat every other Wednesday, and um Vita Star every other Thursday. And of course I'm every Sunday and we're going to start our book club up, which is gonna be once or twice a month. And we are reading the bluest eye, we're reading Sister Citizen. And we're also reading Possessing the Secret of Joy. And it's a you know, a bunch of other books that we were going to review, but the main one is The Bull's Eye and Sister Citizen. That's on the first show and we're also gonna discuss the new Jim Crow. Not on the first show, but the subsequent show. Okay. Cool. That actually that's actually the book I'm reading right now. It's pretty pretty great actually. The yeah, it is. Michelle Alexander book. Very, very phenomenal book. Um Okay, let's see. We got we got a call in line. They've been holding long enough. Um, three three one zero was good. Talk to us. And as she's speaking. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Can y'all hear me? No. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh man, man I was hoping you said no. <laughs> What's up, you guys? <laughs> Y'all putting people on blast today, huh? <laughs> Just going to yeah. put a snatch out in here. Yep. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. No, don't, yep. I don't want to go That's to the altar, please. No, I ain't got no money for the collection plate. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, we got to escort <laughs> you out there. You're not allowed. Hold on, let me mute you real quick. I got one finger in the air. Did he mute me? Did he mute me? Did he mute me? <laughs> you going straight to hell, Steven. <laughs> oh, man. It's about that time. How you guys doing? I'm feeling How pretty good. So you said you got your... Homie is the honorary member of the family. She calls in and takes over oh, whenever she feels like Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kim. <laughs> you know what? I, it's so it's so interesting because when I first came on the show, Kim, you know, I was in the background. I wasn't trying to say nothing to nobody. I wanted to stay in my own little my own little non believer corner. And um you know, you welcomed me onto the show, so thank you for that. You know what I mean? Bringing me out the show, you and uh, Sakiru. It's not easy um, coming out the closet, per se. Not at all. <laughs> exactly, and you did an excellent job. And when you compare how you were the first time we had you on the show, and how you are now, you have grown by leaps and bounds, so definitely proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping me remembering that I have a voice of my own. And, you know, it's okay to not believe. You know, I'm not crazy. 
For a minute, I thought I was going crazy. You know, you get to thinking too much. They don't want you to think. Nope, not at all. That's that's why they be trying to silence us. It's all good. It's all good. We have a voice, and we're going to make sure our voice gets heard. Right. I think I think it, I think that I think this entire movement is pretty spectacular, considering you know it seems like just yesterday no black atheists anywhere ever, and then all of a sudden there are groups and you know we're taking over Twitter, and you know we we showed up at the Reason Rally last year and we're showing up at at these different conventions. It's it's really it's really amazing, you know this. You know, just kind of watching the movement grow from minorities being literally minorities to just actually having a noticeable presence, you know, in the atheist community especially. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and people are starting to contribute more. It's growing. We're still in our infancy, and that's why, you know, I think it's important, not only with the black atheists, but all of the minority or the the atheists of color in general, because we're starting to find each other. There's a group here in Chicago called the Chicago Latino Atheists, and, you know, every once in a while I'll show up to one of their meetings. They've shown up to ours, and it's important that, you know, and also, you know, with the Chicago skeptics and, you know, the other non-minority groups, you know, to develop relationships, but the fact that more and more minorities are starting to come out as non-believers or even agnostic, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I just want you to be true to yourself. And just the, you know, exponential growth that we've seen in the past couple of years has been phenomenal. So keep up the good work. That's why I think it's important for us to have young people like yourselves on the show so that you all could talk to some of the younger generations and, you know, incorporate, like I say, the hip-hop, incorporate a lot of, you know, um, that type of genre, if you will, so that we can reach people and, you know, let them know it's okay. It's okay not to believe and you're definitely not alone out here. That's true. And I think it definitely is important that, you know, like people my age are able to find other people around our age because, I went to. I remember I went to a local um, atheist meetup uh, sometime last year, I believe it was, and um, they met up at a restaurant, and I was kind of like I was there, and it, it was I was kind of amazed at how many people came out, but I didn't, you know, I, I I was kind of put off because I felt like I was the only person there that was like under forty, and so I just kind of <laughs> sat to myself most of the. Was the time I was there. I mean, I, I, I did communicate with, you know, a few of the people there that uh, that were there, and I had uh, some pretty good conversations. But um, I wasn't really, I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel all that comfortable just for the simple fact that, you know, I was the only person. I think I was 24 at the time, uh, 23, 24 years old, and I was, I was the only person of my in my own age bracket there. So I wasn't really sure what outside of atheism I may have had in common with some of these other folks that were there. Well, what I would say to you is, again, we're reaching out, but, you know, if you're ever in a group like that, just sit there and talk and learn and then also network. You never know. One of those people could have possibly put you on on something else. They may know someone who can help you in whatever situation you may be in. So that's one thing we have to learn how to do as well. We have to learn how to network and support. 
So we have to look at it as a little bit more than, you know, a social construct, if you will. We have to look at, you know, maybe some professional, you know, networks and ties and things like that. So you have to look at the bigger picture. Agreed. Agreed 110%. Okay. Um, we have another caller from 843. They've been holding for almost 15 minutes. Uh, 843, you're on the line. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on, brother? This resurrected, yo. Ah, <laughs> Kim, how you doing? Hey, baby. All right, doing good. Doing good. <laughs> got custody of my son now. I'm with the court. And I wish I going on. Got custody of my son. Everything, everything's going great. Wonderful for me. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. You're a good dad, so congratulations. Facebook page and everything in court, but I got him. I walked out with him. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that's that's really that's really awesome news, man. Yeah, really, man. really awesome news. I've been through like some of the kind of same thing you were talking about. You know, sometimes you go to those different atheist conventions and stuff like that, and meetups and stuff, and you be the youngest person there, and only person of your shade there and stuff like that, but it's like you have some of the deepest conversations. I uh, talked to a Jewish guy. He was like in his 80s, and he was just, you know, telling me about his life and stuff and how things were so hard for him and stuff, and we had a good conversation, talked for a while, and, you know, drank some beers and stuff, went out to eat and everything afterwards and all, and had a good a good conversation. So, you know, like they were saying, just you know, give it a try because, you know, you never know what kind of experiences people had that will touch you. That's right. That's, that's very true. It's very true. And wisdom can come from, from wisdom and inspiration can come from anywhere. And that's one thing I yeah, definitely, I definitely, I definitely learned, especially being a musician. That's definitely, that's definitely something I've had to, I've had to take, take to heart for sure. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I gotta check out some more of your stuff too, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all my all my links are um, right there. Well, they're on my Twitter. Pretty sure on my Facebook. Um, okay. Also, so definitely you can um, definitely um, check my stuff out on there. Word, I, I get you out there. I, I post them out there. I, I try and get the ears out too. Yeah, thank, hey, I definitely definitely appreciate the love, man. Yeah, I, uh, I I do a little thing where I I try and like make little atheist mix CDs and just promote them and let like everybody here and the like atheist experience, Johnny Hoes, Gray and Square, everybody and like you know just pass them out and every every now and then somebody hear it and they be like it make them think and then they inbox me or call me or something and be like, whoa man who is that and stuff they hot and you know put them on them little body and you know it's. The stuff they putting out here today, they ain't really talking about nothing but the same thing in every song. So, you know, sometimes if they really want to hear some real music, you know, you can open somebody's mind that way. Most definitely. Exactly. Most definitely. It's always, interesting. it's always interesting to hear, especially from Chris or from theists, I should say, um, theists who will agree with everything that you say except for the fact that you just happen to call yourself an atheist. They will, they'll agree, like, oh, yeah, slavery's bad. 
oh, yeah, child, you know, killing children is horrible. Yeah, you know, all, all of that stuff is bad. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, I had one like that uh, <laughs> last week, DJ Buckethead. He's been, uh, he's he's made a new God, and he, he can't explain it to anybody, but, you know, he says, you know, it's crazy for us not to believe in God, and he started, we was on Party uh, to the Moon. You you can check that episode out, This versus Atheist, me and him going head to head, and he was trying to tell me about pyramids and tile and marble on the pyramids and that the, the Egyptians were gods and all kind of shit, and he, it just never went anywhere. But they, when they believe there's a god, you know, they they can't even explain it to you. They'll just keep going on and on about it and never get to the subject sometimes, but you just have to just Hit the break sometimes. Did you ever did you ever well, ask him where those guys were when the when Egyptian civilization declined? Uh yeah, I I try and break it down to him about all that, but he every time you know you ask him about one thing, he just dives to another subject. If you uh, like okay. listen to the debate, it's like every time you try and talk to him, he just went out. <laughs> Why? You would never say I'm one touch. Nope. They they always seem to move the goalposts. They always seem to move the goalposts when you, when you bring up the issue with something that they just happen to say. Mike is that? Yeah. It's hard, but I mean, when I greet somebody, it's always good. I mean, a uh, hundred people, I touch three or four. I'm always happy it. Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's that's always that's always a, a good thing to try to encourage people to think outside the box and kind of challenge their own ideas and concepts and and beliefs that they that they hold dear. That's all. That's always a big thing. Always a good thing. Yep. Whose microphone is that? Of... I don't know. I think it's three one zero. Put that one on mute. Okay. Yeah, I did. And she wasn't paying okay. attention. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm gonna tie the lines up. I just want to come in to speak. I actually got on. Welcome, my. Good talking to y'all. I just did. Uh, got on work and stuff. But, uh, I definitely check y'all out again. Oh, most definitely. Oh, what is that? So, yeah, good fun stuff there. But, yeah, congratulations to Frank for, you know, being a proactive and good dad, getting custody of his son, and you know, out there doing dang on thing. It's always nice to hear positive stories like that. And, you know, despite the obstacles that were in front of him, you know, he did what he felt was the best thing. That's always nice to hear the positive stories. Exactly, because, you know, well, for anyone who watches, you know, who watches the news on the regular or tunes in, it always seems like more often than not we hear, neg- we hear negativity negative stories and, and all the bad things that, that are going on instead of hearing, you know, positive things. You know, 
good things that happen to people and good and, and good things that happen because of people. Exactly. 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 But yeah, so you know, again, you know, hey, Brooks, you know, moving forward and you know, um tell everybody how they can get a hold of your music. And also, for those of you who are wondering, Brooks um, wrote and composed the music for the RSS feed. Sure did. <laughs> um, you can um, you can get you can actually grab all my stuff on uh, my Bandcamp site, uh, mcbrwks.bandcamp.com, or um, or you can also reach it on. Um, Reverb Nation, ReverbNation.com backslash uh, MC Brooks. Both of those are available on my fan page. So if you um, if you just kind of Facebook search uh, my name, uh, my fan page will come up, and you can find uh, excuse me uh, links to um, links to all of uh, all of my websites where you can uh, find my music. And actually, I have a new CD coming out and a little over a week or two from now. So it'll definitely be, so, you know, now it's pretty much a good time to kind of get acclimated with my sites and whatnot because uh, they'll be getting updated with some new material pretty soon. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, so Brooks, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I find interesting is you know you know Sunday we'll be talking about black male feminists, and over the past couple of years, especially over the past year, I see that you kind of fall into that category. you know may yeah. I ask how that came about <laughs> um, to be complete like i wish i I wish I could actually pinpoint an exact point when I know the change happened. Um, but it, it, I think just, I, I think after just kind of surrounding myself with um, people who were feminists and, and actually um, reading more articles and actually your show and Raina's show definitely um, helped me out a lot because it, it definitely informed me of uh, a whole bunch of terminology and information that I was unaware of uh, previously, such as privilege, for example, I, that was that was a that was a term I was unfamiliar with in regards to you know when you say things like male privilege or um, or um, white or white privilege and whatnot. Like that was those were terms I was pretty unfamiliar with until you know I came across your show and came across some um, uh, some of the people I associate with over Twitter and um it actually just kind of hit me one day and I, I don't I can't like I say I can't pinpoint exactly when it was but I, I kind of realized that, you know, while while you know, I say some of the things that I've said both in Facebook posts and in my music and whatnot about, you know, women, it's really not my place to dictate how women should act and what is acceptable, you know? And after I made that realization, I was like, you know, 
that is what that at its core is what feminism is is all about, and that's something I'm, I can definitely get with women being able to choose to define themselves and to define their own happiness without having my input or without having me as a as a male um, trying to tell them that what they're doing is wrong or unacceptable or whatever the case may be. So it was, it's a, and I can openly admit I'm still fairly, I'm still fairly new to um, a lot of what the feminist movement has to offer. I still, I have yet to read uh, Bell Hooks or um, Audre Lorde, I think that's how her name is pronounced, probably, and correct me on that. Um, I'm still fairly um, new to it, but I feel like it's definitely something I'm passionate about, and it's definitely something I, I I feel like more people need to be educated on. Because regard, despite what the term I guess implies that it's pro one that it's a pro women's movement, you know, it being pro women doesn't inherently mean that it's anti male or trying to make men second class citizens or anything like that. If anything. Feminism can liberate men from a lot of stigmas and stereotypes as well. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, you've learned a lot and you've come a long way. And excellent. Like I said, keep up the good work. Uh, thanks. I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to the show. And, Raina, you're, you're back on. I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to the, the show on Sunday. Yeah, the show on Sunday should be pretty awesome. Hopefully, hopefully you'll hopefully you'll decide to jump in the conversation because I'm sure you'll have something to contribute. So. Uh, I, I, def, I definitely I definitely will. The only problem is I'm kind of because I'm in like I'm in the home run stretch of finishing the CD, so I've pretty much been a hermit within almost any and all free time I've I've managed to to, to have or come across and whatnot. Gotcha. Well, that's okay. So, I'm glad. That, I'm glad that. I'm glad that we that we've helped. We've helped you in your journey. I'm glad that. I, I'm glad that I've helped you. I'm patting myself on the back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> as you as you should be, because despite how much I how much I joke with you, I actually I actually do pay attention to you know the things that you have to say, and and it definitely. It, it definitely resonates with me, even if I don't, you know, exactly have a response. You know, stuff like that needs to be shared. Thank you. And also, thank you for saying that. I'm I'm glad I'm your friend because you said that. That was nice. Just so you okay. know, I'm gonna edit and, that out. I'm gonna edit that out of the podcast, though. Oh, whatever. Gonna, anyway, you know, that part can't get out. But, um, I have an image that <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, when are we going to start ranting about how horrible religious people are? Uh, we can no, start that kidding. now. <laughs> we, got, we got all the time. In, we got all the time in the world for that. All, all right. All right. No, I'll, I haven't had a good burn. rant about religion Christian in a while. Stuff. <laughs> I'll do you better. Christians really suck. How about that? Mm. No. Well, I can one up you one more. Christians, Christians and Muslims suck. 
Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm just going to say all the religious folks suck. How about that? Take that, take that, uh, Dalai Lama. (laughs) Game set and match. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, we, you know, we don't, we don't like to, we don't really rant about religious people, but we don't necessarily, none of us are on the line at least care for religion. So, we're no, not, not a part of it. But you yeah. know, people, but you know, folks always like to kind of bring up, you know, when you do have something to say on it, they, they like to act like all you do is rant about religion. You know, I know, and the and, and the funny part is, is, is it's the same, it's the same nonsensical argument that people who argue about the gay agenda use, like, like there's not an anti, like there's not an anti-gay uh, or really a pro-straight agenda that's anti-gay. You know what I mean? They get right. asserted <laughs> everywhere at all times. You know, what pretty I mean? much, and. And there's a and there's clearly a religious agenda, a pro-religious agenda that gets asserted everywhere, at every time. But no one really cares about that because it's generally speaking in this country, representative at least in part of their faith, which is generally some kind of permutation of Christianity. Right, it's the norm. You know? Yeah, it's and the you norm. Challenge, you, you challenging you challenging the norm is 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 bothersome. You know, you're right. you're, you're disturbing you're disturbing the peace if I'm quoting Ludacris. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's like it's like all of these people who defend you know like these um, what was that college student they were valedictorian and instead of and instead of using that moment to just to show their you know what they've learned you know what I mean as, as you know in their academic life because clearly they're you know, ending their academic life at a high, you know, representing all this time and effort that they've put into this. And instead of showing that with their oratory, they decide to launch into a prayer. You know what I which mean? Is completely un- and it's like, which is completely unnecessary. Right. And it's you know? like, it's, it's, it's so unnecessary. And, it's, and, and, and the thing about it is, is that no one – None of the people there were outraged by it, but if it had been a, a Muslim prayer, you know what I mean. If it had been a Hindu right. prayer, if it had been anything other than some Christian prayer, those people would have lost their minds. Right, and, so and, we and you know like we're crazy because we're criticizing that. You know, that's exactly right, and you know that's the exact same issue. That's the exact same issue that they don't think about when they always talk about. We need prayer in schools, and we need religion in schools. No, you just want yeah. Christianity in schools. You know, right. the second you see you see you see um, a little girl whose parents may happen to be Muslim, next thing you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a you're gonna have a fit. You're, you're gonna have a right. complete temper tantrum because this person is Muslim and they're praying at school, or because right. the, the little Hindu girl happens to have a prayer or, or wants to pray. Or showcase their religion at school. That's when they tend to have right. a, a big problem with the thing that they've they've been advocating for. When it's something right, it's other really than about Christian. Christian supremacy. It's about maintaining right. Christian supremacy. But, but Miranda, you know, you and I both know that Christians are just so oppressed. You know, 
They're just they're so oh. oppressed in this country because they can't they can't pray in schools, you know. You know, atheists got together last year and it was just, it was just the worst thing ever. The the gays want to get married. I mean, it's not true. They can actually pray in school. Yeah, they can pray in school. They just can't have the teacher lead the prayer or the principal lead the prayer, you know, or anyone who's in authority lead the prayer. I mean, I I went to a high school where there was a Christian group. They would pray around the flagpole every morning. I didn't understand. I, I didn't really understand that, and it seemed rather silly to me. You know, even and even then, I was a Christian, and it seemed silly to me. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I guess maybe even then, I was. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. I was like, it's so unnecessary. You know. But I was never one. I was never one to act like I was so much more Christian than someone else. You know what I mean? Back yeah. then. I, I just I just don't understand what they think that that's going to accomplish. Like just. It just seems like such a waste of time to me. Like, you get up and you go pray around the flag. For what? Right. Like, and they would do that, that rain, sleet, or snow. That was the funniest thing. Like, they would do it rain, sleet, or snow. I'm like, okay, well, have fun with that. Yeah. That's just crazy. <laughs> that, would have, that would have never been me in high school, and I went to a Catholic high school. I think I was too busy trying to finish up my math homework in the morning to go pray around the flagpole somewhere. Right. That's, yes, that. that's just a tremendous, you know, waste of time. But, again, you know, if you were to tell them that it's a waste of time, they go around talking about how the devil is busy at work. And he's trying to yeah. he's trying to keep them from from praying and, and, and all of this other nonsense. Just... It's just, it's just it's just ridiculous. I've never uh, yeah. Yeah, I, like it, 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 I just don't understand how such a privileged group who's unaware of their own privilege can claim to be oppressed. It's like they want to be a, they want to be victims so bad just because they can't get their way. It's like it's like when the rich kid throws a fit at school because he has to use a plastic fork instead of silverware. You know, like. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, well, it's. It, I mean, it's. It goes back a long time. I mean, you know, there were. Uh, we had posted an article on the Black Freethinkers Wall a long time ago about. Um, you know, the, we have this myth even in our history. You know, we we accepted as history that Christians were so oppressed, and they were thrown into these arenas and you know mauled by lions by the thousands. You know. And then come to right. find out, well, that happened in some places, but it wasn't by the thousands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't some worldwide <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, it they wasn't like that. It wasn't like they were getting chased out of every town. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, they get some quite in movies where it's like, you know, evil warlord says, oh, we're going to feed these Christians to the lions. Yeah. Like, and then they, it and, and, and like it's that. funny. And then the other part of it is when, whenever they talk about, I guess, this history of oppression, that's always where it starts and ends. They can't name anything yeah. after, oh, we got fed to the lions, allegedly, you know, thousands right. of years. It's like we got fed to the lions and then somehow mysteriously we came to rule the world. Like, how that how does that work? And, and then by the same mm-hmm. token... A small percentage just happens to be a small percentage of atheists are oppressing you, though. <laughs> yeah. Because clearly, yeah. Uh, 
whatever the percentage here is in America, we are, we're the ones oppressing the 80-plus percent people who believe in the, a higher power. Well, you, don't, you, didn't know, you didn't know, Marcus, the, the, the 15 million or so people who identify as atheists in this country are really the 1%. So somehow we ha- control all of the wealth and power in this country secretly, but like super secretly, like so secretly that no one anywhere with any statistics can root us out. We're fronting like we're poor. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> and if like that's true, if that's, power. if that's true, I need <laughs> PNC to send me my real account number and my real my real bank card because the one I got now is.
I was in a pretty bad mood before that issue of Maxim with Topanga on it. That kind of did the trick. That's just me, though. Oh, jeez. Okay, well... We're going to try not to objectify women on Sunday's show. <laughs> totally not. Hey. That's, this, is my, this is my male privilege at work here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> totally at work here. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Um, so have you heard anything about the Trayvon Martin uh, you know, I'm, trial? I'm, I'm like of, anything about I'm, the about the uh, jury selection or anything? Uh, well, I know that they're in day three, and so far it doesn't look like uh, it's going going anywhere. But there was there was some, uh, some uh, excuse me significant news that came out today, which is uh, a DNA report does not doesn't support Zimmerman's claim that Trayvon Martin caused the injuries that he had. Hmm. How surprising. I mean, his, Trayvon Martin's DNA isn't even on the gun, and initially I, I think I remember him saying that uh, he was trying to grab the gun at least. And then that and the intermediate distance, you know what I mean? He, uh, you know, Trayvon Martin is supposed to be killing you, and yet he's not right on top of you. He's standing right. over you with at, least, with at least, like, you know, 6 to 12 inches between you. That doesn't make any sense. If I'm going to kill somebody, I'm going to put my full weight on you. Because how the hell am I supposed to kill you and I'm just standing over you? Yeah, like, that come doesn't on, work. This, isn't, this ain't 300, you know. I'm not going to right. overtop or try to, you know, power over you like it's a WWE match or something. I'm not, you know, Trayvon yeah. wasn't, tri- triple, wasn't the rock about to hit the people's elbow on you and pin you for the win. It wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> Especially when there was such a, a such a differential in weight, you know what I mean? You have a seventeen year old kid. He's standing over top of you, and he's not putting his weight on you, and yet he's supposed to be trying to kill you. Because right. that makes with sense. no with with no weapon. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, because I mean, cause I mean in order for him to have actually gotten an advantage over you know, Zimmerman, I would think that he would have to use his weight because he's not going to be able to overpower a man that size just based on his, you know, on his muscle tone. He wasn't that muscular. He's a 17-year-old exactly. kid. Yeah. He wasn't that muscular, and there's an obvious, obvious strength and weight differential there. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even know how Trayvon would have even gotten him to the ground. None of it makes any sense. It really doesn't. Like and even, then when you factor, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you can go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and then when you factor in the fact that the, there's like there aren't injuries to his hands that are you know consistent with someone being in that kind of fight. And then the other thing was that I didn't understand was you know the supposed broken nose. Now. I can maybe buy that his his nose was fractured, but they keep saying broken. And I've never been in a fight, but I've seen a few in my life, and I know what a broken nose looks like. You know, and and broken noses tend tend to gush, and he didn't have blood all over his shirt. So that to me says his nose was broken, right? There was there was no there was there was no blood on his shirt. 
That's what, yeah, I mean, there was no, like, physical blood like you thought there might have been. Physical blood as opposed to, like, gushing out, you know, <laughs> non-physical <might> blood. <laughs> I'm just right. sorry. I'm just, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> some, of that, some of that metaphysical blood, you know. Some of that metaphysical blood, okay. <laughs> You know, it must be. Hey, it must be that. Same, it must be that. Um, that same kind of blood from um, the archaeologists who claim he found the blood of Christ. They only had oh my like God. 17, 17 Oh my um, God. I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, did, what, did, what, did, what did he say? He's like he found, he had the blood of Christ, and there was only like seventeen. Well, he claimed that. No, he claimed. Okay, so um, he claimed that. He claimed that there was there were twenty three chromosomes, right? And that, um, there were, that there were twenty that there were twenty three chromosomes, and then um, no, so there was there was there were, there were twenty three chromosomes, and then there was one additional. And um, oh no, no, there wasn't one additional. They said there was just no twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he was like, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? You know. And um and and it really I mean it's really silly I mean because there if if that if that were true, you know it would be it would be in every science journal if that were true, you know that there was human blood but there was only twenty three chromosomes, you know. But, but Raina, there's obviously a giant science conspiracy to make sure that this information doesn't get out because obviously no, all no. scientists. All scientists have this hidden agenda to make sure that this one little bit of information never gets out. No, no, not even a little bit because because science. I mean, okay, this is just this is just a little like a little inside information. Scientists are always trying to outdo each other, in a sense, like. The, the the thing the thing that you want to do in science is make the groundbreaking discovery. You want to make it first, and you want to publish it first. So if anybody finds something as anomalous as a, you know a, some human blood that only has twenty three chromosomes, somebody's running to publish that. Trust me. Best believe it. Like best best believe it. Especially if you can. Especially if you can verify it, you know. Huh? Is it, I feel, uh, yeah, no, I'm here. I feel like some. Yeah. I feel like some of these folks probably wouldn't. They would only. They would only believe it because it confirms. Uh, it confirms something that they already would have believed to be true. Yeah. Who Who would need to, Who would need to publish it? They already did. These people would already believe that it's. Uh, would already believe that it's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like they don't they, they don't really care about what's true. You know what I mean? They they really don't. It's of it's course. it's a whole bunch of foolishness. Actually, okay, so it um yeah, so it was, right, it was twenty three. I was trying I was trying to remember the video. I couldn't remember the guy's video. And he started crying and everything. He put on such a huge act. It was the funniest thing ever. I mean, but that's, that's... <laughs> he was like. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I was going to say is that's that's I, that's how many Christians are. It's it's an act. Uh, yeah. You know, especially if you if you think back to 
Like, when I think back to when I used to get forced to go to church with my parents, and fortunately mm-hmm. for me, I used to sit because I played drums, or I, I used to sit behind. I used to basically sit behind everybody. So I used to be able to kind mm-hmm. of get away with sleeping and playing on my cell phone and playing Nintendo, my Nintendo, uh, my Game Boy, and all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I always remember looking out into the crowd and. You know they're they're all preaching this message of unity and 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 love and not being obsessed with earthly possessions. Yet they're all you know they're all out here, um, and I guess they're Sunday's best and and putting on a, basically putting on the show for all, all the other folks that are in the church with them. I always thought that was a bit right. ridiculous. And but, you you were know, a like, Catholic, right? That was that was a Catholic uh, church that you were in, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was more yeah. it seemed like a Southern Baptist church, but it was it was a Catholic church. Okay. Well, you know, some Just, Catholic churches they, they do pander to black congregations that way by having like gospel services and stuff like that and they almost function like you said, just like a Baptist or even a Pentecostal church in some cases. Um yeah, I mean, that's how but, one of the most now, I was just going to say, one of the most famous black Catholic churches is actually in D.C., where he no longer is um, part of um, the Catholic Church. They excommunicated him, but it was, um, I believe his name was George Stallings, and he was the first major Catholic church to have a gospel choir and to kind of just do the ethnic thing. So it was controversial. I remember seeing him on Donahue. Anyway, I just had to throw that little part in. Yeah. Well, thank you, yeah. thank you, history department. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> always hey. can count on, always can count on uh, Kim to come through with the facts. Like she's, she's like, she's like that little like, like, like that little light bulb that used to come up on, uh, on, on Microsoft Windows. <laughs> like fun tips. <laughs> Here's a fun tip. And then, okay. like, and then, like, I, I swear, every time Kim talks, like, right after she talks, I always hear that little NBC music from when they used to do those "The More You Know" commercials. Oh, yeah. Like, I just hear nah, that nah, nah, play, nah. like, every time. Right, <laughs> like, after everything Kim says, I swear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my age something here. I'm telling my age. <laughs> <laughs> I should go on Jeopardy. Oh, all these little facts I get tucked in my head. All day, every day. I already know. Exactly. Like, look, I'm pretty good at trivia myself, but if I ever go on Millionaire, I know who my phone friend is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Raina. I'm honored. I'm glad you called me. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, that's only if that's only if they can't reach Kim after the third call, Marcus. Oh, well, damn. All right. Well, hold on. Let me ask you right quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a page from Raina's book and not and not commit and not not uh, not honor disrespect on my program. But wait. <laughs> Hilarious. In fact, you know what? That should be maybe maybe you should write that into the plan. Go on 
to be a millionaire. We can get hella funding for for the, for uh, for, the, for uh, Black Free Thinkers Radio. Yeah, we probably should, Tim. We should. We should. We, between the two of us, it's like you'll you'll go on Jeopardy one week and I go on Jeopardy the next week. There you go. Okay. Exactly. And if, and if and if we don't get kicked off the first week, we just keep going until we until we stop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. At some point, you just gotta have the IRS just show up and be like, "All right, all right, y'all, y'all gotta go. Y'all doing too much." <laughs> well, I know Kim. I know that would happen with Kim. I don't know about me. Kim would probably be like like Watson. You know. <laughs> You can. Uh, <laughs> we only tease yeah, you because we love you. I know. I love yeah. you guys, but it's hilarious, though. It's hilarious, you know. Yeah, Raina, how come, how come whenever I quote, whenever I say that to Raina, she never believes me? And I'm like, I only tease you because I love you. And she's like, no, no, save that shit. No, because you, cause you don't just tease me. You you just straight slander my name. But it's okay. No clue what you're talking about. <laughs> You I'm don't know a, what I'm, I'm talking a, about. I'm a total, total gentleman. Let all, let any and all records indicate that I'm a total gentleman to Raina Rhodes whenever we communicate. You know, total Marcus is like the little brother I never wanted. Like, like <laughs> he really is. Jesus, wow. Why do you think so highly of me? <laughs> but anyway, I accept you because I have to. You're here now. I didn't choke you in the in the crib, so that was my fault. But <laughs> you're here now, well, so you're gonna pay today. <laughs> All right now. All anyway, right. but um, you yeah. So what else is going on in the world? Play. I know oh, Marcus well, stays with me though. I always. I always look on your well, timeline and find something different. So <laughs> not a whole lot. I actually just got I just got I actually just got reminded um a few minutes ago at um the uproar because of uh, Kanye West. Which obviously sounds like that's like the the default thing to happen. Are you talking about Kanye like his the name of his album or something or Yep. Okay, yep. so basically, so basically, for people who are outraged, like, didn't you know it's Thursday? Like, you know, <laughs> like tomorrow. So, like, why should you be outraged? Kanye West does something outrageous every day of the week. Like, come on. But, but no, but it's not just this. Remember, he, he's kind of he's kind of going the Jay Z route a little bit in that he's he's basically offending Christians, and they're mm-hmm. and they just want to let the world know that they're upset. For those who don't mm-hmm. know, the outrage is because Kanye decided Kanye West's new album comes out uh, next Tuesday, I believe, um, and it's titled uh, Jesus, like Jesus, but with a Y and an extra E. And mm-hmm. Christians all over the country want to make sure that their voices are heard and t- to know to let the world know that they're outraged and they're not going to stand for this devil worshiping. Uh, asshole who thinks he's Jesus Christ, oh. and it's just stupid. It's more dumb shit. It, it, it reminds me. It, it just reminds me of when they they had that that fit over Jay Z's um, 
um, Jesus Christ line from um, what's that song? Empire, I think Empire State of Mind. They do a history mm. page, like, oh, he's saying Jesus can't save you. Oh, Illuminati. Well, Jesus can't save you any more than Superman. So, you know, what's the problem? But, I mean, I, you and, know. And, 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 and truthfully, if we look at the track record, pretty sure Clark, I'm pretty sure Superman has saved, saved many more. And he didn't put really? them in danger in the first place. Right, and I then not so. only that, but like if Superman doesn't doesn't save you, and then afterwards tell you like give give to render unto Caesar what is Caesar, so basically just deal with right. it. <laughs> like, all right, saved your life. Give me what's mine, yo. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's I didn't have ridiculous. to save you. Yes, it's like come yeah. on, come on, son. Of all the things yeah. to complain about. Of all the things, and I, and I really hate saying the art to use the argument, but really, of all the things to complain about, you're you're upset over Kanye West of all people, and Kanye, what he chose to ti- uh, title his album. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand. I was gonna say, but it's not the first time. Cause I don't know if you remember a couple years ago they threw a fit when he um he had that Rolling Stone cover where he was on the Christ I mean excuse me wow on the Christ where he was on the front page um, on the cross dressed like Jesus Christ with the crown of thorns. Well, I could see. Well, if he had been on the Christ, I could see why people might have been a little. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that should be in a paper bag. <laughs> and behind the counter. <laughs> like, you hear about Kanye? He's on that Christ. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just as bad as crack for some people. So. You know, I was just about to say that. You know, maybe we should coin yeah. that term. Like, damn it, what's wrong with you? On that Christ. They're on the Christ. It's on the Christ. They're on the Christ. That's that's I'm the problem. They, they got an addiction. Mm-hmm. They got an addiction that they themselves can't admit that they have and they're unwilling to, to get off of. You know what? That actually is a really good. That's a good. Yeah, you're a genius. You're, you're working some magic here on this. On this podcast tonight, Marcus, on the Christ. Okay, I'm gonna have to take that one. All right. Good stuff. Hold on, hold on. I, I had to pop my collar real quick. I mean, you can't see it, but it's home. Just letting you know. Well, oh, you know, I like to give props when props is di- when props are due, but you know. So. But yeah. Um. I'm on that Christ. You're on that Christ. <laughs> You're flinging that Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna really have to. <laughs> I'm really gonna have to. I'm really gonna try to coin that. I'm, we, I really want to make that a thing. I'm on that Christ. Yeah. Pointing yeah. <laughs> that white Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Or actually, that'd be a good skit to do. Kind of similar to uh, Kanye had a he had a skit on his last CD with Chris Rock, where Chris Rock was saying all these ridiculous things. And the woman was all Yeezy taught me. Like who taught you how to how to to properly flip an omelet? 
while you're rolling your hair at the same time. Yeezy taught me. We should do a skit like yeah. that, except have it white, white Jesus taught me. <laughs> yeah, white Jesus taught me. Yeah. White Jesus like, taught who, me how to uh, do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who, who taught, who taught me how, how to, to give 10% of your paycheck while you are while you can't keep your lights on? <laughs> Being a white Jesus? Yo, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> oh, ideas galore. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. This is what Black Free Thinkers is about. It's a beautiful thing. Ideas galore. Ideas galore. Oh, yes. Ideas oh, yes. galore. Ideas. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. for all my guests, for all the guests that are in the chat room and they're listening in, uh, 310-982-4273 to get through. I had to quote my man William right there. So, uh, hey, call on in. You know, if you got some shit you want to discuss, bring up, or you just want to tell us where you're from. Me and Raina Get some and things Kim off your chest. Say yeah. it with your chest. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I found a story that I found quite interesting. It just went through the news feed, and I had to read it. But it's some guy in Utah who claimed that he was trying to save his unconscious neighbor's life by putting his penis inside of her. What? Well, well, surely he was taking her temperature, right? <laughs> I mean, surely. Because people are just freaking stupid enough to believe that foolishness. You know what? You know what? Did he say that, that in court? Did he say that in court? Because if I were a judge, I would just I would just lock him up for contempt, of course, just just for that. Like that's what he said. He said he did that to try to get her temperature up. Uh, oh my God, Lord! Uh, <laughs> I, really, I, I really want I really want to read that. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh my God, that is hilarious. <laughs> That is ridiculous. That is just that is. I mean, it it is it is really sad that we that we live in a culture where people think that rape is so is is okay, and they can justify it by saying something like, "Oh, I was just seeing if she was still alive," because putting your finger under her nose wouldn't have been more effective. Get the hell out of here. Right. Well, you know, it goes well, it goes back it goes back to it go it goes back to um you know, people not really thinking of what they're doing as rape when they're doing it. So of course they can justify anything under the sun if they just don't think of it as what it actually is. I.e. what he I did. Mean, of course he doesn't think of it as rape. He's just taking well, it. Well because she's unconscious. Yeah, because a lot of people yeah, a lot of people somehow think that that a, be, a woman being unconscious, it, you know, you know, you having sex with her is not rape, but that's exactly what it is. If she's not, a, if she can't consent, it's rape. <laughs> Period. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. And for some reason, and, and for some reason, and, and then the other side of it is, I just don't know where these guys, where this guy specifically, and where other guys feel like, oh, well, you know, they I guess they feel like in. Like, it's their duty to do such a thing. Like, they feel entitled, like, oh, well, it's just there. Let me just go ahead and do it because uh, I can. 
Like right, or they're so entitled like, to female bodies that they can just right. do whatever they want. Like that guy who you know who um, slapped Beyonce on the ass at her concert. Like who are you to her? You're not a right. lover. You're not a friend. You're not somebody she's acquainted with. You know what I mean? For right. you to even think that that's okay, you know? Right. And even and even and, if they were, that still wouldn't even make it okay unless she's okay with. It. Unless she, right? Unless she, unless right. you unless, know, she discussed that with you. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, I, well. Yeah. I, to a degree, I understand. Like it's something that obviously that these guys grew they we grow up thinking that 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 that, that kind of behavior is okay, that it's acceptable, but it's not. And that's a mm, message that needs to, that needs to continue to be reinforced. And it has to, as far as I'm concerned, it's something that has to be reinforced from a young age and reinforced mm. as they get older. Despite, you know, or regardless of what others around them are doing, or regardless of what they see, and regardless of what other people tell them. I mean, it's that whole idea of manhood. It's that whole idea of manhood is you take what you want by, you know, by any means, and that that is the, the essence of manhood. I mean, it gets reinforced everywhere in our culture. You know what I mean? You like that commercial, that Audi commercial that they that that happened where the kid got in his dad's Audi and he drives to the dance by himself. The girl is there with somebody else. He sees her, grabs her, and kisses her. You know what I mean? Like like that's like that's okay. Like she invited him, but of course the commercial makes it seem okay because she's smiling afterwards. So basically, it's saying you know this type of behavior is okay and that girls will respond well to this. And there and, right. and there are some women that will respond to that, and you know there's there's various reasons for that, um, you know, and and some of them are that you know some women are have just internalized some of these same you know, patriarchal values, and they believe that these things are good, you know. But, um, you know, we have to we have to start training our children better. I mean, this is part of the this is part of the reason why, you know, the the culture that we have around uh, around sports is so troubling and why we keep running into these same, these same sort of rape scenarios where men take advantage of women who are in various states of consciousness. You know what I mean, and then try to say, "Oh, well, you know, I, I, you know, I thought she was down." It's like, how did you think she was down? She was, she was not responsive. Or, <laughs> you know or if, it's, if, if it's not, if it's not, I thought she was down. Then it's, you know, she. We agreed to it earlier, or some, or you know, she it was. It was okay earlier when she was conscious and was consenting, but now that she's unconscious, they feel like, oh, well. Doesn't mean it can't happen, right? Which is just, which is just, it's it's sick. I mean, to think like, why would you want to have that sort of engagement with someone who can't fully engage you? You know what I mean? It kind of says something right. about how they view sex anyway, and how they view women anyway. I mean, if they if they could be having sex with you unconscious, they could be having sex with anything. They could. It could be a sex doll. It could be a a hole in the ground. You know, much, it could be yeah, anything. Exactly. 
So it tells you what they think about women to begin with. Right. So, right. Oh, it's no, unfortunate. Have a, one sec. Go ahead, we, have a, we have a call. I'm going to bring 843 onto the line. Uh, 
what may and some some girl may not be so lucky as to get her rapist identified and and charged and to actually do jail time for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's unfortunate you know? is the culture the culture that wants to protect its perpetrators more than its victims. Right, you know. I mean, don't me and, and don't me wrong. Like I love you. You know, I love sports. But if yeah. there is anything I post more, if there is anything I post about that isn't <laughs> that isn't uh, a religious, race, or feminist issue, then I'm usually talking about something sport related. So you know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm definitely down with that. And even I'm saying that this is ridiculous. As much yeah. as I love, as much as I love sports. I, I I would never let my love of sports cloud my judgment, nor would I ever allow that to say say, well I don't care, well I don't care if RG three raped his wife, or whatever. He's the quarterback. We need him. That girl just has to deal with. Like I, that's not something I could ever find myself having to say. You know, like I could I could regardless of of how much of a fan of certain players and teams as I am. For me, I, it's, it's no question. Someone does bad right. shit; they deserve to do their time for it. You know, that's right. that's just that's just it. And I know, I mean, and and I don't. And unfortunately, I mean, I might say unfortunate. Um, I didn't come from a, you know me growing up in D.C. I didn't come from a place where, like these small towns, you know, high school football is like a big thing. I mean, yeah, it's a, it was a thing in my high school, but. You know, you know, here in the area, in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you know, people aren't driving from miles away to see two high schools go at it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They're not, you know, in some of these small towns, that's like that's all they have, and they're so desperate to kind of cling on to cling on to that that they're willing to throw victims under the bus, and that's sad, and that's that in itself has to change. Let's, I, I mean, speaking of, speaking of throwing people under the bus, have you guys seen the love fest for George Zimmerman on Fox News? No, I, I don't. I don't even think. No, no, I haven't. I mean, it <laughs> is it is so insane over there. I mean, there was a guy on on one of the shows who was like, you know, oh, everyone keeps saying, you know, he all he had in his hands were, you know, Skittles and, and iced tea, you know, like, you know, he couldn't hurt anybody with Skittles and iced tea. He was like, yeah, you could hurt somebody with, with iced tea and Skittles. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I did, yeah, I, like, I did that was ridiculous. That. that was so ridiculous. And then one and then like, one anchor saying that if he didn't have a street attitude, you know, wow. that, he would, that Trayvon would still be alive. Like, what? What the fuck is? I, I sometimes. What the fuck is a, a street attitude? It's apparently, like Fox, it's, it's like oh, Fox is like no. a parody of themselves. It's like it's like yeah. it's almost like sometimes I, I hear Fox people, Fox News anchors talking, and I wonder if they also work for the Onion because it, it just seems like yeah. something so <laughs> ridiculous just couldn't. It just it, it just seems. <laughs> it just seems like it, the people that were they couldn't be so possibly so ridiculous that they really believe what they just said. 
It really does seem like they're like they broadcast from an alternate universe, you know. But I mean, but I think, but what I really think it is is that they know their audience. They know their audience is is a bunch of racist white people. They know that, and they're and they're pandering to that, no matter how ridiculous it gets on there, and they're going to continue to do that because that's what's getting their the viewership, you know. Yep. But it is it is totally ridiculous. I mean, a uh, a uh, street attitude. Like that just reminds me of, of uh, that just reminds me of Geraldo Rivera when he had his hoodie comment. That's oh, that's yeah. exactly that's yeah. the first thing that comes to mind. If he I maybe mean, if he weren't wearing a hoodie, you know, he'd still be alive, and he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been engaged. It's oh, like yeah. they're, they're doing any and. Everything to justify the murder, because that's what it is—the murder of the seventeen-year-old kid. Right. They—they—they—they—they right. really don't care who or what comes out their mouth. Anything they, really they can don't. say, anything that they can say that'll throw this kid. I mean, you saw—you guys saw like uh, what was it, like a, a couple weeks ago? They were trying to get uh, his. Grades from his uh, his grades from his high school because for some reason they thought that was going to be relevant to uh, to showcase uh, I guess like his attitude or some shit like they are really trying to pull any and any and all strings. You know what? I don't care. I don't care if Trayvon Martin was a delinquent on his way, you know, to being uh, you know to being a criminal, uh, you know, a, a you know, a multi, you know, felony criminal in his adult life. I don't care because none of that is material, you know, to 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 why he was followed and gunned down. Well, not gunned down, but shot. You know what I mean? Right. None of that's material. It, I mean, because even criminals eat. Even criminals do normal things sometimes. They're not right. always doing criminal things. So right. you know, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. You know, if you if I wouldn't I wouldn't want someone to gun down, you know, someone like Al Capone eating breakfast cereal. <laughs> if he's if all he's doing <laughs> is eating breakfast cereal, you know, what I, mean? right. I do. You gun him down if he's shooting at you. But if he's not shooting at you, then leave him the hell alone. Call the cops if you think he's doing something crazy and leave it the hell alone like you're supposed to do. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think it, 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 what it comes down to is people, people, I guess, dehumanize. Well, I I'm not sure I want to word this. I want to say dehumanizing criminals, I guess, if you will, which makes some of the things that happen to them acceptable in their opinion. Like if you if you make them lesser than, then when something happens to them, you're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. He's you know, he was a delinquent. He was a criminal. He did this and that. It's whatever. Who cares? Right. Well, see, there's another, but there's another layer to that though. Is 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 the assumption of criminality that gets assigned to black men, and and even and even extends to black, you know, black children. You know. Yep. Exactly. Um, be, you know, I mean, because even in this case where he where he had not been a witness doing anything wrong. It's not like it's not like George Zimmerman said, "Oh yeah, somebody got someone's house got broken into five minutes before I saw Trayvon in the street holding Skittles and and iced tea." 
Honestly, though, if he had seen him only holding Skittles and iced tea after something like that, I would say that he's a pretty bad thief, and you should probably just, you know, let him go because insurance will cover whatever right. damage he did. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But, <laughs> but, but you know, the fact of the matter is, is that he saw a black child, and because he was black, he assumed he was a threat, and that's what it is. And I, and I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not wavering on this point because. There, There is nothing in anyone's testimony or any evidence that anyone has brought forth to say that Trayvon was doing anything suspicious at the time other than being black in the rain, you know? Right. Black in the rain, on the cell phone, on, on the phone, carrying Skittles in the Arizona ice tea, which is obviously yeah. very evidence that he was very dangerous. He was armed and That's very right. dangerous. I mean, he couldn't have been more dangerous if he was carrying an AK-47. Right, because obviously obviously there's a conspiracy that the news is under-reporting all of these death by Skittles uh, murders that are happening all over the country. Right. You know. Well, just, just, yeah, that, I mean, it's 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 just really sad. It's it's pathetic, and um, the listening to the defense's strategy and them talking about, oh, he's so stressed out, he's gained so much weight, you know, this trial is really is really getting to him, you know, is it's just a crock, and it 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 just they have no morals, they have no coos, you know. It's just, it's it's infuriating for someone like right. me to watch. I mean, at this point, and at, and at this point, I don't like. I don't like. I personally don't give two two whale shits about George Zimmerson, George Zimmerson, Zimmerman's feelings. <laughs> or damn, that was tough to get out. I don't give two whale right. shits about his feelings, his heart, he, or his name, I'm apparently. Like, <laughs> We don't care that he that he ate all of his feelings. We don't care. That's none of our business. Exactly. Oh, he's going. To, he's so stressed out because of his his lawyer fees. No, that's his problem. Okay. Maybe if he hadn't maybe if he hadn't been you know uh, probing the streets for a young uh, a, a black guy to blame for crime and to yeah. murder, maybe you wouldn't be in this situation. Maybe you'd be at home right. on your couch, not worrying about you know being in debt. Right. Yep. And, 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 like I just think another a point I just thought of just now is that I think it's interesting they're willing to look so far into Trayvon's uh, life to try to to try to um, paint him as a thug or as this uh, delinquent youth and. By the same token, they're they're ignoring, they're ignoring, or at least at this stage, they they seem to be ignoring uh, all the information we got on Zimmerman back when this first happened, such as all the calls to police about about trying to uh, profile black guys in the area who we thought were 
suspicious or we're doing delinquent stuff. You see, they don't, right. bring, they don't for some reason, folks don't bring that aspect of it up. Yeah, and and it's like, and it seems like they're trying to diminish the importance of race in 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 the trial, you know. But what but what's interesting to me is that no one connects the fact that this character assassination is going on precisely because Trayvon Martin was black. Yep. That they're going out of their way to to try to make these you know these linkages between him and criminality. And I don't care if he smoked every every marijuana bush in, in South Florida. You know what I mean? I don't care if he I don't care if he you know, if he did like guns. You know, I don't care if he did gangbang. You know what I mean? Because none of that right. is relevant to the situation at hand. But you know the second but the they all they're looking is for one thing. They can find one thing to link him to any type of criminal activity. That's all. That's all. They feel like that's all they need to convince people. They just need one little, because, one little link. And for some people, and for some people, that 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 is that will that that will uh, change their opinion of what's going on in this situation. For some people, they are right. that racist and um, you know that willing to give. Uh, Zimmerman the benefit of the doubt um, based on, you know, what they judge to be Trayvon's character, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Anything that, anything they they can find to link him to it, to paint him as this delinquent child who obviously was trying to rob George or whatever the fuck they think happened, that's, that's pretty much what they're aiming for. Yeah. And you know what the sad part yeah. is? Despite all, despite all their efforts, Hardem, like I told you the other day, I still think he's gonna get off. Just I, I believe, I, I believe he's gonna get off too. I, I, I unfortunately, I, I think that we're we're not gonna see justice done um, in this case, and I think it's unfortunate, but it, it, it it's it's because of where we are in this country. We've not. We haven't gotten to a point where we can have a real discussion about race and how it plays into, you know, events that go on in our day-to-day lives, you know? It's yeah, unfortunate. So oh, no, I'm just going to say, you know, I find it unfortunate as well. So I guess my question is, if he's acquitted, you know, what's going to happen next? Are we going to basically start becoming more proactive, more active, if you will, with um, government as far as, like, local elections and vote the people out that um, allow these laws to take place and basically try to have a referendum to shut down stand your ground laws and what are I don't we think, going I don't think I don't even think the stand your ground law is something that's going to even really apply in this case. I mean, they keep bringing it up and I think that's just I think that's really just a media thing, you know, just to keep interest right. in this case. You know what I mean? But I think I think fundamentally that that has no bearing on this case because he essentially ran down somebody. You right. know what I mean? And and which which began an altercation because who is gonna let somebody run them down after you tried to run away from them? 
and not confront them. You know what I mean? And not and not expect you to confront them. You know, especially if you're cornered. You know? Right. That's just that's exactly. ridiculous. You can't go right. looking for a fight or a confrontation and then shoot somebody. So I don't think they're even going to get it give it to him on that. I think it I think I think it'll probably be a mistrial or you know, or they or they, he might get a he might even get a, a lesser sentence. You know what I mean? But I don't think I don't I think what's probably likely is there'll just be a mistrial. Yeah, um I I agree with that. Um I think I the idealist in me wants to say that wants to say that people will get more involved and and if he if he were to get off. But I kind of think I I honestly believe that kind of what happened after the Genesis six happened will probably happen in this case. People will get yeah. very upset over it for a while and then two or three weeks later it's gonna be an afterthought. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's any, any action any action that will be taking place will resort to angry Facebook and Twitter rants. And that'll well, and be not about just it. that and not just that, but I mean you also have to consider you also have to consider what the you know, what the economy and everything looks like right now. Like people who are not doing well financially tend not to be politically active. And a large part of this country right now is dealing with unemployment and underemployment. And they're right. and they're not as politically engaged. You know what I mean? And and when you're and when you're and when you are feeling like, you know, the system is set up against you, it's not in your favor, you know, it's you know, you're not you're not gonna feel like, you know, oh yeah, let me pull this lever. You know what I mean? You're like, what's the point? You know what I mean? They're gonna do what they want to do anyway. You know, I I just have to worry about you know putting food in my mouth. And right now, and right now, all of those programs, including SNAP and you know, that you know, housing vouchers and all of that stuff, are being cut because of the sequester. And the longer right. it goes on, the worse it's gonna get. You know, it's it's it, it you know, I mean, there um, there was. Um, there was I heard on the radio I didn't get to hear the whole the whole thing but you know there was a tea partier who was asked you know directly by um, somebody why it is that Republicans um, aren't engaging African Americans and he said they don't want them to vote exactly he said they don't want them to vote they don't want African Americans to vote and he was saying the reason is is because they don't want um, they they don't want African Americans to vote because they're going they're more likely to vote for Democrats because Democrats are more likely to do things that will benefit you know African Americans because you know what what the Republican Party stands for is smaller government and you know more um, influence of private industry and those things tend to not benefit Black people in right, any, right. in any real way so you know. It's it's true, and I, I mean this is what we're dealing with, and it's and like I said, this this lack of political participation is something that you know black people have struggled with for a very long time. You know what I mean? I mean some of it. I mean there's sectors of us. I mean that are very politically active. Obviously, you know we come out for certain things. You know, but right. in general, it's you know it's it's very difficult to get many of us, you know, involved in any real meaningful way. You know. I mean, and I can. 
to a degree, I I, I understand. I, I can kind of understand why you, you we almost have somewhat of a defeatist attitude, as in no real change is going to come about through yeah. going out and voting or going out and yeah. and and running for some for these uh, lower level positions. And I think the other side of it is people just people aren't really interested in you know mayor mayor races and governor races and, and all of that. You know, oftentimes yeah. the focus is the president and the vice president race. Because so, that's that's yeah, big. You know, that's that's yeah. that's, that's the one that everyone that they that they really market as. You know, you need to go out and vote. This guy's going to represent everyone. When in reality, right. if you think when in reality, it's, it's really the the senator and the mayor. Those are the races you need to pay attention to because those are the ones that are that are going to actually affect you where you live and where you are. Right. Because that's going to affect right. you. Absolutely. Um, and and I was also going to say, you know, because um, I I was reading Melissa Harris Perry's book, Sister Citizen, which. Hopefully, which we haven't scheduled on our book club yet, but we'll have to schedule that one um, soon. And um, but you know, in in the book, you know, she talks about um, you know recognition and 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 sort of um, being recognized as something that's important, you know, socially but also politically. And um, and she was saying that you know, it, I mean, well, well, this is what I got from it essentially. What I got from it essentially is is that black people have not historically been recognized. And so we've had to exercise our political power and our in our in our, our our influence in other ways. And so we typically tend to uh tended to rely upon our own institutions, which for the most part had to take place within the church. You know? Um not because the church was, you know, good at necessarily, you know, coming up with the solutions, just because that was the gathering place. You know? And um, and and you know it was it was these social groups you know like the National uh, Council for Negro Women you know and you know movements uh, like the UNIA you know what I mean these were the things that we were doing to help ourselves because we weren't being recognized as as being full citizens and being you know uh, having our interests um, rec- represented within uh, policy. And and you know Kim and I we talked about we talked about how policy, how how many policies are in this country, are racist and actually have created a lot of conditions that we tend to associate with, with black pathology, you know. What right. I mean? But it's not a it's not it's a pathology now, but it didn't start out as a pathology. It started it it it, it was a policy that generated the pathology. Created. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was a manufactured, you know, uh, situation. You know, the the projects and and the ghettos, and you know this this you know generation, several generations long, you know, um, you know economic depression that has settled over many African American and 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 um, colored communities. You know, yes, it was public policy that was implemented yeah. that created these particular situations. Yeah. Right. And then you blame, and then and then what's effective at maintaining those conditions is blaming the people who live in that in those situations for their situation, and not the policy that put them in that situation to begin with. 
And this is and this is how and this is how criminality and dysfunction become synonymous with blackness in 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 people's minds in America, even within black minds in America. And that's something that we have to challenge. You know, I've had to challenge it within myself because growing up middle class and, and, and somewhat privileged, you know, I I associated those things with a lack of um a lack of d- drive and a lack of right. um you know interest in, in in improving oneself or improving one's community and right. you know I've had to check myself you know since you know since I've become uh, since becoming a non-believer and you know in reading and and learning about different things and you know the policy and and what and what not that we've been talking about on these shows you know, um, and, and and thankfully, I've had I've had a lot of good friends who've also challenged me, you know, and on on my beliefs. So I'm you know I'm still learning and growing in that too, and you know I'm sure there's some residual <laughs> stuff kicking around in there. You know, we all make snap judgments and things like that, and these are things that we have to fight, you know, and and recognize right. in ourselves, you know. Right, people. I think. I th- yeah, I think. People don't realize that it's something like becoming or coming to terms with um, your own biases. It's not. It, it, I, I don't want to say something that you never conquer, but something that you have to constantly work at. Like yeah. it's something that's that 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 is continual, and even yeah. after you reach a certain point, you still have to continue to grow, and you still have to continue to kind of shatter old ideas that you may have had and old ideas that you may come across from people around you, people that you know and, and people that, from people that you don't know also. Right. I mean, it, and it, it makes you a more compassionate person. It makes you, you know, more caring and, and you know, it, it connects you to people in ways that you right. you can't connect with people when you're looking at them and thinking, you know, you know, how could you? You're lazy. You're good for nothing. You know what I mean? Right. You have nothing to offer. You know, why are you having all of these kids? Because, you know, you're just going to, you're just, your kids are just going to be just like you, you know? And it's like, right. you right. know, it's 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 hard it's hard to imagine it's hard it's hard sometimes for us to imagine and put ourselves in other people's shoes and you know I don't pretend that I know what it's like to be someone growing up for, growing up in in a particular condition or living in a certain circumstance you know what I mean but I try to be open minded so that I can at least receive that information whether or not whether or not it's true is something else you know what I mean but right know, at least to try to Try to try to you know understand it before I tear tear it apart if I need to. <laughs> right, All right. We have a uh, we actually have a caller here on the line nine one nine. Greetings. You're on. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear Hello? you. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my name is Chess. Um, I'm from Houston. Houston, Texas. I have been, uh, but I'm currently living in um, Raleigh, North Carolina, right now. But um, I'm so excuse. I'm a little nervous here. 
<laughs> you don't need to be nervous. We're all family. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you for saying that. But I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. But um, I'm just um, listening to the conversation, and um, I always, I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited. I'm always excited to hear that are there are other black atheists out there or free thinkers. <clears throat> and but I have been um, atheist probably almost 20 years of my life. <laughs> um, I'm currently raising my children you know, under the concept of atheism. And um, for I guess for the past 20 years I've been redefining, you know, who I am, not on, who I am as a person, but, you know, the atheist part, trying to make it fit my life, trying not to disrespect others, their way of life, but at the same time I want to be able to hold on to my values that I have, that I have adopted over the years. So um, I'm I'm just letting you guys, I'm here just waving hello, and, and some kind of way I caught this show going, you know, on, you know, on the feed of, on Facebook. So um, thanks. Uh, whoever, I don't know who shared the show, but I appreciate it. I'm always happy, um, I, I, you know, to support other atheists, especially when they are doing their shows. Oh well, thank you. We appreciate your your support. Yeah, definitely. Definitely join us again. I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, make sure yeah, you the archives. We have over well over a hundred shows for you to go back and enjoy. You can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as on um, Blog Talk Radio. So please feel free to go through, and the um, profile is there. Reach out to any of us. We'll be happy to talk with you. Yeah, and tell your yeah, friends. Um, tell your friends, and also and also rate us if you get a chance. Oh, okay. Like I was gonna say, hey, hey, Kim, can you run down the uh, the list of shows for her? Because she asked in the in the chat room. Uh, okay, I will link that up right now. I will yes. send you the link right now. Okay, wonderful. I I just like to know when you guys have the show, because that way I can tune in and listen. You know. Well, we have a show coming up on Saturday. My show, the RSS feed, at one o'clock, uh, at one o'clock Eastern time. Sorry, twelve okay. o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, and and then Kim has her show on Sunday, where she's going to be talking to some black male feminists. So that should be pretty awesome. And um, same time. Oh, okay. Um, and um, next, and then next week, of course, we got the breakbeat. Yeah, so. next week. Next week, uh, my show debuts. Uh, me and uh, my friend, my boy William, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, male privilege and the male gaze with a, a good friend of mine from Feministin. dot com. That's next Wednesday at eight o'clock. Oh, okay. Um, I think Mario Mario shows next Friday, right? Mario and Emily is that yeah. next Friday. Okay, mm-hmm. that their show is next Friday at eight o'clock. I believe. And that's correct. Um, okay, and when is Alfred and Carl show again? Totally forgot. The alternating Friday. So on one Friday you'll have Mario and Emmeline, and then the following Friday you'll have Alfred and Carl. So every Friday there's a show now. Every other Thursday there's a show that's on blast with Vita Star. Oh, yeah. we'll every other Wednesday is going to be the um, the breakbeat with um, William and. Uh, Marcus here, MC Brooks, 
every other Saturday with Raina, and then my show is every Sunday. So we are always here. Make sure you find me on Facebook, and you'll see it going through my news feed. So you're always perfectly welcome to friend us and to reach out and welcome. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. All right, I'm going to go ahead and mute, mute the phone so you guys can continue with your show. All right, thank okay. you. No Thank problem. you. Thank you. Yes. Hey, well, guys, I'm going to get out of here myself because i got to make myself a little something to eat. I haven't eaten yet. So um, thanks thanks a lot for letting me uh, join you guys. And uh, hope you guys will, hopefully you guys will join me on Saturday. Well, I know Kim will be there. <laughs> well, well, but, what's, um, your, what's your topic for Saturday? What's the topic for Saturday? Um, I'm kind of doing mixed topics. Um I have some I have some major topics that I want to schedule, but I haven't um, actually worked out all of my guest schedules yet. So, uh-huh. but this 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 Saturday, probably talking about a lot of different things, um, talking about maybe some GMO stuff, um, maybe talking about um, you know just some some news items that are going around. Um, I did see I did see one thing I'm probably gonna rant about a little bit, which is um it's some it's some anti like I saw some anti vax nonsense going through my my news feed and um I'm probably I want to speak on it because because it, it's it's really unfortunate um that we have some people in our communities um that are misinformed. And then misinforming other people, and some of these misinformed right. people are just simply misinformed, and then some of these people are misinformed and also selling you something. You know what exactly. I mean? And right. and yep. you know it's 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 really sad and it's unfortunate. And even the ones that are misinformed and not selling you anything, they're still trying to sell you on conspiracy theories and how all of this is connected to some larger scheme to depopulate the world, which is working. Horribly, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's if that's just, the, if that's it's the end ridiculous. goal, then they're, 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 if that's the end goal, then they're definitely losing out because uh, they are losing in the biggest way. They, they, are, they, you know, they, they right now are pulling a Microsoft from E3 uh, on Monday because they are there. No, not just that. Not that. just that. They're losing like they're losing like after Earth. They, <laughs> exactly. They're losing like you know, after Earth. Like that's how they're losing. Right. They they are <laughs> Loki after the Hulk smash in the Avengers. It is it is really pathetic. And also yeah, Okay, okay, I just wanted to ask you something about that. What did you think about that rape uh thing? What, what the, the micro, the rape joke, the rape joke from E3. See, I, I didn't, I, I didn't hear. I heard about it. I did I wasn't watching when it, when it happened. So I, I don't even know what exactly, what, what it, what it is. What, what was said. Well, you'll, um, you'll, I mean, you'll have to read it. You'll have to read it yourself, and and like maybe, maybe it'll be something that we can bring up on Sunday yeah. when we're talking yeah. to Xavier and um, and anti intellects, but um. But basically, it, you know, it, it's a situation that that is familiar to me because I used to play. I used to be into gaming, and I'm not right. so much. I'm not so much right now. But um, I may. I might actually go back into it. But situations like this make me very nervous about going back into gaming because 
there there was a, it seems like a demonstration and I think it was an, a Microsoft demonstration. It was a man and a woman and they were playing some game and the man was was beating the woman and you know she he was like taunting her. You know the way that people taunt her and taunt people. And, you know, it was going okay for a while. You know, you kind of expect that, a little bit of that. But then it kind of took a, a turn. And he was, um, he said something to the effect of, it'll all be over soon, just like rape. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And you, and, wow. You, and you want, the sad yeah. part is, uh, the sad part is, as someone, like, I've been going to anime conventions since 2005, I've been I've been to video game, plenty of video game conventions, and language like that is very common. It is very yeah. very common in the gamer world. Well, and then there's an, but then there's another but there's another element to it than other than just the sort of blatant misogyny. It's this idea that women don't belong. You know what I mean? Right. And and that seems to that seems to come up a lot. Like, he's beating her, and he's beating her so bad, it feels like rape. And you know why it feels like rape? Because she doesn't belong here. We have to show her how right. how much she doesn't belong here. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why we're likening this beating, you know, this the, the fact that I'm beating you in this game to a rape. I'm asserting my power over you. You right. know what I mean? And it's just, it's just, it's it's sickening. You know, and then and then it happens in the and it happens in the um the convention world too. I mean, I was just reading right. an article about a woman who went to a conference wearing a replica uh, of a um of a uh, Star Trek uh you know the original series you know dress that they had. You know, Uhura had to wear that really short skirt. I don't know why she had to wear that that really short skirt, except that uh, the timing, you know, of the 70s, you know what I mean, and the mini dress and the mini skirt, you know, but, um, you know, she wore that and, you know, people were saying, you know, I guess they they felt that she was out of place because she was, uh, I guess, pushing her femininity onto people, which really she was just wearing this, you know, replica of this dress. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just yeah, it's just so ridiculous. And and then they and then they try to say, oh well, you wore that because you're not a real nerd. You just came here for attention. You know what I mean? Like they assume uh, that women who are there are either there for attention or they're there for them to gawk at. And when they're right. there for them, for, when they're there for them, and they're not quote unquote attractive in the way that the the men and the convention find them to be attractive, they're just they're just fake fans. They're fake girls. And they and they don't belong there, and they should take that off because they look ugly, you know what I mean. And on the other hand, they want right. to pose and 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 ogle the girls that you know they find quote unquote attractive. And then right. and then it's a whole another right. thing when it comes Raina, to black Raina, girls Raina, too. Raina, 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 Raina. Hold on, we only have five I minutes left. Talking, I, have a, I, <laughs> I have a call, I have a call. I have a caller. I want to get on here. Three six three six zero. Hey, it's uh, Travis Simmons uh, from Funny to the Moon. Just listening to uh, Raina break it down. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, Travis. Hey, hey how yeah, you doing? all I was saying is that it's, it's it seems to play out a little bit differently when it even comes to black girls at the conventions because from what I've seen, a lot of because a lot of the characters there's there's so little diversity in in you know the comic books and the you know the sci-fi 
you know, films and, right. you know, all of these different, you know, media, there's so little diversity that if you're a minority and you want to engage in cosplay or something else, you know, people right. people, people say, oh, that's not how they looked and you can't dress like that, you know, because you're too dark, you know. I mean, it's right. it's just ridiculous. It's it's just it's just as ridiculous as like, um, <laughs> remember remember when uh, Thor came out and Idris Elba played you know Heimdall, like okay, yeah. it is a story about a guy who has a magic hammer and his father is a god, you know what I mean? And he's a god, but there can't be a black guy in there, you know what I mean? Because nope. the gods can't Apparently. be black, you know what I mean? Apparently, apparently not. Um, hold on, we got one more caller. Two seven six. Yes, I just want to say that uh, I understand all about uh, social conditioning, which is basically just social conditioning, which is really just brainwashing. Uh, and I'm not saying that to excuse the uh, trekkies or trekkers' behavior or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but we can never forget that there are such things as uh, attractive people and unattractive people. Not everyone in the world is uh, beautiful. There are some ugly people in the world uh, because you didn't have well, other that's people. All, Wait, that's all a matter subjective. of subjectivity. That's, that's, yeah, that's all subjective. Uh, there are some, you know, if you didn't have unattractive people in the world, you wouldn't know what attractive people were. And as far as the full uh, thing. There's no such thing as an uh, objective standard for beauty, though. Yeah, yeah I'm, aware, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that, but at the same time, going by the objective state of beauty, everybody has his own opinion, his or her opinion of what attractive and unattractive is. Like I said earlier, and I understand all about social conditioning and everything else, especially being black, because uh, uh, I see many black women. Well, most of them, most black women, adapt the white standard of beauty with the chemicals in their hair, the long hair. Uh, the light skin is good, the black skin, the darker skin is bad. I understand all that. But at the same time, uh, you can go overboard with anything. And as far as the forward thing, uh, people who make those ludicrous claims about the Heimlich situation, they don't understand history. Because if you have two books you can read. Uh, the first one is Dr. David Emotep's The First Americans Were Africans, documented evidence when he goes he goes deeply into the uh, African uh, influences uh, uh, on the Vikings, including the bull horns and all that stuff there were, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, mythology in which is the... Is he an uh, actual doctor, or is he like, or is he just a doctor in quotes? I'm just curious. And is he religious? He's a doctor, uh, right. he's a uh, uh, doctor of uh, uh, ancient science. Uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, ancient uh, history. And the other book you can read is by uh, Renoko Rashid's African Presence in Early Europe, in which he goes into the same uh, African influence, I mean, heavy African influence into uh, the Vikings' beliefs and everything, because uh, everybody on the planet is uh, is uh, connected. Uh, no one comes, no one comes uh, into the world totally, you know, without being influenced by anyone else. And that's basically all I had to had to remark okay. upon. I'm enjoying the okay. show. Okay. All right, well, uh, thank thanks, you. Thanks, 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 homie. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a... reading anything by anyone called Doctor Imbotep. I'm sorry. 
I'm totally good on that. <laughs> I'm totally good on Dr. Imhotep. I'm sorry. I, I, Dr. what? I mean, yeah, Dr. Imhotep. I want to know if Dr. Imhotep has ever published in, a, in an academic journal. I bet you the answer is no. That's just, like, that but. sounds like a, a that sounds like a very bad video game boss. Like, I know. I it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds. Remember that? Remember that? That um that game. It was sort of like Tetris. But it had the pills yeah. instead. I know what you're talking. I know. I know exactly what you're talking. You know what about. I'm talking about. You had the pills. Okay, Raina, 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 Raina. All right. I Unfortunately, we got. Okay, Jesus. Hey, we got ten. Se- we got five seconds left. Thank you all for coming out for listening in. The show uh, starts next Wednesday at eight p.m. Okay, I guess the recording's over with now. Oh, shit. It still records for another hour, and it'll be in the archives. Oh. But, but the chat Thank room you. just can't hear you anymore. Okay, well, shit. So this was, <laughs> this was pretty cool. <laughs> I like how I like how Raina, I like how she she still uh, she still hung up the phone. Thanks a lot. Um. Oh, that's that okay. That's okay. But it was a great show. You did a great job. Um, filled the whole two hours. And again, Travis is right. You know, take we can go an extra hour into the overtime. And when people hit the archives, they can hear the extra um, points, extra commentary. But otherwise, it was a great show. This was a great run for you. I hope you understand the keyboard or the, the board, the soundboard. Now, great job there. Uh, thank you, Kim. Yeah, I, I definitely got the hang of it. I, I got the hang of this now. This this should be no problem whatsoever. Teach it, Kim. Teach it. Mama <laughs> <laughs> teach Kim teaching the kids, teaching the children. That's right. I, exactly. Ozzy's right. learning. Ozzy's learning. <laughs> and on that note, you all take it easy. See you Saturday at high noon and Sunday at high noon. Mixed Topics Saturday, um, Black Male Feminist Sunday. And for those who are interested in hearing from me on another platform, Friday night I'll be on the God's Discussion. I'll be their special um, co-host. And we'll be interviewing Dan Barker. We'll be talking about the separation of church and state and also parsonage exemption with 501c3s and church. So tune in. I'll make sure I'll advertise it on my page. All right, cool. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Kim. Take care, everybody. Take care.